You are listening to Dr. P's Daily Time Machine. Episode 34, Dead Men Prowl, Part 1. Hello and welcome back to the Time Machine. Today and for the rest of the week, we are going to travel back 77 years and visit another classic serialized adventure series by Carlton E. Morse. Previously, we featured the remake of the classic but mostly lost series, I Love a Mystery, with Fear That Creeps Like a Cat. Today, we will start a different series from an earlier show, fittingly named Adventures by Morse. This show featured the main character, Captain Bart Friday, who is a private investigator famous for solving cases all over the world. In this tale, we will follow Captain Friday and his friend, Dr. Croft, as they go to a sparsely inhabited island across the bay from San Francisco. Captain Friday has land there, and he knows most of the people in the small town, so he figures it will be a nice place for them to go and relax for the weekend. Things quickly start to take a turn towards the strange, though, and what was going to once be a relaxing vacation quickly turns into a thrilling tale. So sit back and enjoy this entertaining story from April 26, 1945, named Dead Men Prowl from Adventures by Morse. Adventures by Morse. Carlton E. Morse presents Dead Men Prowl, featuring Captain Friday. If you like high adventure, come with me. If you like the stealth of intrigue, come with me. If you like blood and thunder, come with me. The mystery of violent death is securely cloaked in a great many curious and unpredictable phenomena. Your local police chief, if he would, could sit before you and unravel such harrowing tales as would congeal your blood. Tales of the living dead. Tales of mental and physical baseness that even he does not like to think of. Experiences he speaks of with others of his profession in awe and wonderment. The weird unhealthy pranks the human body on occasion plays on its owner are facts that every law enforcement officer anticipates with horror. He knows that sometime in his career he will meet with one of those mysterious unholy circumstances. He knows this and awaits it with inward trepidation. Dead men who live, living substance that seemingly is dead, all the unpleasantness that a man of the law keeps to himself. With this preface, we come to Captain Bart Friday and a certain Dr. Croft walking on the sands of an isolated beach late at night on a sparsely inhabited portion of the coastline across the bay from San Francisco. Captain Friday has a beach shack in the village of Holman, and he has brought Dr. Croft across for a restful weekend. About a mile to the village, did you say, Captain Friday? Yeah, rotten walking, too, on a foggy night. Can't see your hand in front of you. Beautiful moon out tonight. Harvest moon, eh, Captain? Yeah. Queer there should be a village on the beach so far from communication. Two miles from a railway, not even a road in. Sort of a summer resort. Only a couple of dozen families stick it out the year around. Regular old mossbacks, they never leave. Yes, but no road. Well, they come in from San Francisco by boat. Do they have phone service? Yes, after a fashion. That is, the mayor's got a phone, and the rest of the town folk go over to his place if they have to call outside. <laughs> so the village of Holman has a mayor, too, eh? Oh, very important personage. He's the village doctor, judge, and coroner, as well as mayor. <laughs> Bravo. Now, look here, tell me, Captain Friday, how in the world do you ever discover such a place? I have property over here. A detective with property. Well, that's not my fault. It was left to me by a great aunt or something. Can't I carry the bag for a while? Oh, no, no, it's not heavy, doctor. Besides, you have enough with your medical kit. Why did you bring that along? Nobody ever gets sick over here. Even if they did, old Doc Sims would probably shoot you if you invaded his territory. Doc Sims? Well, that's the mayor, eh? And doctor and coroner. Got a sign out over his gate. Hello! We don't seem to be the only pebbles on the beach. Villagers? Don't seem to recognize them. Probably a couple from the resort. No. The resort's closed a week ago. Last of the vacation crowd cleared out then. 
Huh. Girl and a boy. Yes, they've caught sight of us. Seems to want to join us. Unless the moonlight's awfully deceptive, that's a mighty pretty girl, Captain. Yes, isn't she? Why, she's just a child. Hey, what are you two doing out here on the beach this time of night? Queer. Act as though they didn't know whether to answer or run away. I smell trouble. Come on. Always the detective. Hey, just a minute, you two. Why don't you answer when you... Uh-oh. Say, Johnny, supposing you point that gun somewhere else. Please, Andres. Do you think this time I miss again, huh, maybe? Andres, don't. These people are different. I don't know whether you'll miss or not, but I'll tell you this much. I'm covering your heart. One crazy move out of you, and you'll never have the opportunity to miss again. If you think maybe you can frighten Andres Ruiz away from this place... Oh, nothing could have been further from our thoughts. Well, then why you sneak behind us, in front of us, all around us, eh? Oh, did we? Someone did. When we saw you in the moonlight. Somebody's been trailing you? Well, something, yes. Andre shot at it twice, but... Missed, huh? Or, or else. Yes? There isn't anything that bullets can't hurt, is there? Oh, who are you anyway? It seems to me you're pretty much of a youngster to be prowling about this lonesome place at night. Sure thing, maybe I'm not good protection for my cousin. I'm Carmel Ruiz. Andres is taking me to my uncle at Holman. Uncle? What's his name? Mr. Andrew Walters. Walters? Is that old codger your uncle? What's the matter with him, I'd like to know. Say, I know you, Ruiz. You're the boy who arrived at Walter's place last week, aren't you? See, that is correct. <laughs> Kept pretty much to yourself, haven't you? Never down in the village? I have no business in the village. You say, uh, Carmel, that Ruiz is your cousin and he's taking you to Walter's. Is Mr. Walter's also his uncle? Of course. You see, I haven't any people. I've been in a convent in the South. Well, it's funny. You're cousins, and yet one of you speaks good English, and the other talks with a distinct accent. Is it not possible that one branch of the family should live in Mexico, and the other branch live in California? Uh, I suppose so. Why the sudden family reunion? Well, Uncle Andrew's getting old. Andres and I are both all alone in the world, so he asked us to come and live with him. He's... Well, he's lonesome. He needs someone to look after. You came by train? Yes, the nine o'clock. Andres met me. Well, as long as we're headed in the same direction, let's continue together. How about it, Captain? Okay. Perhaps if we know who you are, we should accept your invitation without so much uh, misgiving. Oh, quite right. Uh, I am Dr. Jamie Croft of San Francisco. Oh, you're a doctor, eh? <laughs> yes, quite. Uh, this is Captain Friday. Uh, the captain's a private investigator. So? Yeah. Bother you? No, it does not bother me. Well, uh, shall we proceed? Where's your bag, Carmel? Oh, it came ahead of me on the boat. How far are we from Holman now, Captain? Oh, about a quarter of a mile, something like that. Look here, Owee. About that fellow was following you. See? If you saw him closely enough to take a shot at him, you must have gotten a pretty good look. Oh, yes. What did he look like? How was he dressed? Tall. Tall. Did you see his face? No. But he had on a long black robe. Why? That's odd. Probably a long overcoat. Oh, no, it wasn't. Was it, Andres? Without a doubt, it was not. It flowed out behind him. Yeah. And when the wind whipped it back from his body... Andres, please. Maybe we were mistaken. No, there is no mistake. Come on, what happened when the wind blew the robe aside? There was... There was a skeleton underneath. Oh, see here. A skeleton underneath. Yes, there was. We saw it three or four times. It was all white and shiny under the black robe. Didn't you see his face? No. He had on some kind of a big black hat. Wonder what graveyard he escaped from. <gasps> you really think that he... Oh, no, nonsense, child. What happened when you shot at it? Nothing, senor. He just flitted away behind the rocks. And, and then we'd see him again. Someplace where we wouldn't be expecting him at all. Queer business. Imagination. Say, what about... <gasps> Look! Up there! Where? Oh, just someone lying on the beach? I don't know about that, Captain. Doesn't look natural to me, sprawled. Uh, let's have a look. You stay here. Supposing... Supposing it's the one we saw. Uh, wait here with Reese. Oh, yes. Yes, I wouldn't go near that one. Come here, quick. Dr. Croft. Something's wrong, all right? I thought so. Don't look natural. Lying on his face. Help me turn him over. Mm, body's still warm. Uh, uh, over. Easy now, easy now. Hey, it's Doc Sims. Who? Doc Sims. You know, mayor, judge, coroner. Hmm. Well, Captain, 
Holman is going to have to have a new mayor. Dead, huh? White. Murder? Well, offhand, I would say it's a natural death. Yeah? Well, this is going to be a seven-day sensation. It's the first death in Holman in 20 years. Too bad. Well, we've got a job. I'll hunt around and get a couple of sticks. We can fix up a makeshift stretcher with our coats, and we'll take them up to the morgue. Morgue? Sure. Holman's got a morgue. Sims here built it himself. Coroner has to have a morgue, eh? I see. <laughs> Two-story concrete building. White tile, everything. Only modern building in Holman. The man must have been morbid. Goofy. Here's a queer twist, too. Old Sims himself will be the first body to use it. Irony of fate. Captain! Captain Friday, what is it? We'll be with you in a moment. Dr. Croft, I'll hunt up some poles for the stretcher. You send this girl on with Ruiz. All right, Captain. I'll join you in a moment. Ruiz, you better take your cousin and go on ahead. Oh, si, senor. Uh, the... The senor is dead? Yes, he's dead. <gasps> que lastre. Yes. Uh, you go on ahead now, and Captain Friday and I will arrange to see you in the morning. Oh, please come. It isn't far, is it, Andres? See, si, it is not far, senor. Nothing is far apart in the village. Good. Now, don't frighten yourselves. Everything will look much happier in tomorrow's sunshine. Um, Good night. I'm sure it will. Good night. Good night, senor. And so it begins. Hi, Dr. Croft. Are you coming? Coming, Captain. To find your poles. A couple of lengths of driftwood. That'll do. Just slip your coat off and run a stick through each sleeve. See? The way I'm doing. <laughs> That's ingenious. Yeah, I guess that'll do. All right, let's lift him on. Over a little. Uh, uh, I've got him. All right. Down. Uh, I'll take the pole at the head. You take the feet. Quite an efficient stretcher, Captain. Yeah, good thing we haven't much further to go. Poles are none too strong. All right. Up with him. He's not a heavy man, is he? By the way, Captain, is Holman proper right on the waterfront? Yeah. Most of the houses front right on the beach. The one street... Runs back up the hill at right angles to the beach and a few scattered houses back on the hill. The pitiful business. Having to break the news of the relatives? Uh, not in this case. No relatives to notify. Oh, really? Lives alone, eh? Yep. Neighbor woman did his housework, cooked his meals at her place, and carried them over on a tray. Straightened up the place once a week. Recluse? Yeah, mighty near. Want to rest? Mm, no. Doing very nicely. Yeah. Doc Sims didn't like folks much. Any enemies? Just old Andy Walters. The uncle of uh, Carmel and Ruiz? Mm-hmm. Same fellow. Nobody likes him, though. Mean old skinflint. Just a general dislike between them? No, no, something deeper. They hated each other like poison, some kind of feud. Hmm. There's a light in Walters' place up ahead right now. What was this trouble between Sims and Walters? Oh, you know how it is. Two biggest frogs in this puddle... Both of them have money. Between them, they own practically all the land in this part of the country. Hmm. Rivalry, eh? Yeah. Sims here had the edge, though. Just about ran the village. Everyone, that is, except Walters. Is that why you ask if it were murder? Hmm. Not particularly. Being a detective, I guess I'm naturally suspicious. I see. We're running into Holman's main and only street. See that white building up there? Obviously. That's the morgue. Aren't we liable to have the whole village tagging after us? Hardly. Must be 10.30. Everyone's been asleep an hour. <laughs> I forgot we'd gone rural. Sidewalks and everything, eh? Yeah, we better stick to the street, though. Boards in the walk are rotten. Liable to go through and break your neck if you don't know where to walk. Rather harsh aspersions to cast in the administration, Captain. <laughs> yeah, well, he won't mind. We're carrying the administration, and he's dead. Oh, who lives in that square box yonder ahead of us? Oh, it's Sims' place. Come on, we'll cut through this lot. Shortest way to the morgue. Good-looking structure. Quite modern. You say it never had a corpse in it? Nope. Oh, by the way, we'll have to go into Sims' pockets for the key to the place. I'll leave that activity to you. Okay. Well, this is it. I'll let your end down. Ah. Uh. Ah. Uh. Here's the keys. You know which one? Oh, can't miss. This is the only door in town with a Yale lock on it. Wonderful. Electric lights. Oh, sure. There we are, all right. Now, let's go. Slab's in the back room. 
Nice introduction to Holman, I must say. First place I visit is the morgue. All right, lower it to the floor while I open the door and snap on the lights. Little light while we... Captain Friday, look. Hey, a body on the slab. I thought you said nobody ever died in Holman. Another body on the slab. Interesting corpse, too. Yeah? Yes, he's been shot through the heart. Captain Friday brought Dr. Croft to the isolated village of Holman across the bay from San Francisco for a weekend, a quiet weekend. But first they find an hysterical girl and boy, Carmel and Andres Ruiz. Then they find a corpse on the beach. They take the body to the village morgue, and on the slab is a second body, a body with a bullet hole through its heart. Shot through the heart. You know who he is, Captain? Let me have a look. Yeah, sure. That's Rich Hartley's half-wit boy. Village half-wit. Half-wit boy shot through the heart. <laughs> now, isn't that interesting? See here, Captain. That's murder, pure and simple. Yeah. Are you still certain old Sims here died a natural death? You think there's a connection? I can't see any reason why Holman should go along deathless for 20 years and... What in blazes? Girl screaming. She's coming this way. Come what? on. This place needs the police department. Is that Carmel, girl? She's running down the road. Yes, with her cousin right after her. Better get out and stop her. She's insane with fear. I'm going to have to shoot that Ruiz guy yet. Not yet. He's dead. He's dead. Stop it, Carmel. Stop crying like that. Santa Maria. Oh, it is you, senor doctor. Hold that, Carmel. She's go crazy. Now, see here, Ruiz. Stop waving your arms like a madman. You frighten the child into hysteria. Me? Me? I have frightened... But, senor, I was only saving Carmel from destroying herself in the ocean. Yeah, we saw you chasing her, waving your arms, yelling. If you haven't frightened her, then what has? Oh, oh, I forgot you do not know. He's dead. He's dead. Who's dead? The senor Walters, my uncle. What? Walters, too? See, it is true. With a rope about his neck in his room. You mean hanged, Andres? What's going on in this place? Captain, is there anyone we can question? Sim's housekeeper, old lady Parsons. The light's on in her house. That screaming and yelling's probably waking the whole neighborhood. Good. Uh, Ruiz, now take Carmel to Miss Parsons and then join us at your uncle's place. Oh, there's certainty. Where's your uncle's body? In his room. Where's his room? It is the uh, second floor front. The door, it is open. Miss Ruiz, we understand what a shock this is, but try to get hold of yourself. Take her along, Ruiz. Beastly. Utterly beastly. Let's get up there, Croft. It may not be too late yet. Set the pace. I'll follow. This is the place. The door's open in this way. Second floor, he said. <laughs> Running certainly not my forty. Yeah. Here's the stairs. Right behind you. Right. Careful. Darker than a coal bin. Uh, uh, that's better. Lights on upstairs. He said the, the front room uh, must be down that way. Yeah. Yeah, there it is. You got a sharp knife? Yeah. There's a lot of Boy Scout in me. Joe, most unpleasant. They're right in here. Well, I'll be a son of a gun. Look here, Doctor. He's been cut down and, and left lying on the bed. Say, what kind of a show's going on here anyway? Hmm. He's past our help, Captain. Yeah. yeah I can see that. Yeah. What do we do now? Get him over to the morgue, I suppose. The girl Carmel won't want to come near the place as long as he's here. Exactly. Now, this is a light cut. Now, suppose we leave the body as it is and carry the whole thing down to the morgue. Yeah, it's a good idea. Don't touch it any more than you can help. There might be fingerprints. You're thinking of clues, eh? That's right. It can't be a natural death, a murder, and a suicide in a town of 30 people all in one night without something being the matter. Mm, that would be stretching coincidence, all right. Ready? Let's go. I'm sorry about all this, Dr. Croft. I promised you a quiet weekend. If I'd had any idea that everybody in Holman was going to die tonight. Now, here, we go down these stairs. 
apology accepted. What do you make of it, hmm? Well, if you want my idea, somebody's committing a nuisance. That's a king-size understatement. Oh! Hey! Hold it! Hold it! Uh, tripped over the stairs carpet. Watch your step, it's loose and it skids. I'm watching. So you, you, you think there's a definite connection between these three deaths? You're darn tootin'. Well, in that case, we'd better have a closer look at Dr. Sims. That's our first job. Uh, uh, the autopsy yeah. may disclose something of vital interest. Yeah. Easy now. Cart will slide through the door. So far, so good. Now, down the steps... Rickety old house. Glad to get out of it. Look at the lights. Everybody in town seems to be awake. That means the whole population will be out to know what it's all about. One person's business is everyone's business in a place of this size. Naturally. If we step along, though, we may make it to the morgue before the population gets into its pants. I suppose it's too much to hope that they won't annoy Carmel Ruiz tonight. That child needs to be left alone. The thing to do is to shove this body in with the rest. Lock up and go over and get her. Get her? Yeah. And take her and her husband down to my shack. I have plenty of room. Oh. Uh, yeah. You can look after her then, and we'll lock up the busybodies out. I quite approve, but uh, that will involve you directly in the case. Huh. Involve me? I'm, um, I'm in it up to my neck right now. So are you, whether you realize it or not. <laughs> You're keen to get to the bottom of it, hmm? Wouldn't miss it. Well, as a matter of fact, so am I. No end. <laughs> now what? You know, they've been trying to elect me constable of Holman ever since I came over here. I've been putting them off. Now I think I'll accept the nomination. Well, it would give you an official standing. That's the idea. Give me a chance to go after the guilty guy right. Well, here we are back again. Oh, shouldn't have left the door open. Hardly matters, I suppose. Probably not. Right inside. I, uh... I saw a shelf of fresh sheets. Yes. Yes, yes, there they are. We'll cover up all three and call it a night. Hello, Doctor. Look here. Somebody's been visiting our morgue. My word. Must have gone through Doc Sims' pockets. They turned him on his face. Most peculiar. He's lying crumpled up just as we found him on the sand. Doctor, I don't mind telling you this sort of thing gives me the shivers. Mm. Uh, shall we turn him back? Why bother? I'll cover him up and... Say, what do you suppose he had in his pockets anyone would want? Money? Uh, nobody carries money over here. Haven't any place to spend it. Keys, then? That's it. Keys. Well, they didn't get him. Good thing I took him off him. Gives Sims' death a decided flavor of murder, doesn't it? Doesn't add up. Doc Sims and the Hartley boy dead. Walter's a suicide. Captain... If someone wanted to rifle Sims' pockets, why didn't they do it out on the beach where we picked him up? Maybe we arrived on the scene too soon. Ah, that's an idea. Yeah. Well, that's the best we can do for them tonight. Come on, I'll lock up and go over to old lady's Parsons. Grizzly atmosphere, this morgue. Imagine erecting one in your backyard. Go ahead, doctor, I'll lock up. Good. Yeah, that's that. Doctor, I had a funny feeling when I saw Sims just now. Change in position. Can't get it off my mind. Well, old lady Parsons' house is this way. It might have been the final relaxing of certain muscles. Uh, you're sure he's dead, all right? Oh, <laughs> as dead as anyone will ever be. I say, Captain, don't dwell on the thought. It's bad enough as it is. Three deaths in one night is bad enough, all right. But when one of the bodies is moved, and another moves itself... What in the world are you talking about, Captain? As far as I'm concerned, that moving of Sim's body is the most important thing that's happened. <laughs> you know, Doctor, if somebody stepped out in front of me and said, Boo, now, I'd go higher than a kite. <laughs> nerves, my dear fellow, all nerves. Yeah. Oh, here's the place. Ruiz, 
I thought I told you to meet us over at your uncle's house. Oh, but it was not possible. Uh, my cousin Carmel, she was so much afraid. Where is she now? Uh, upstairs. Has she been put to bed? How is it possible? Five or six women are with her. Scandal mongers at work already. Oh, bad, bad. Andres, shall I go up and see what I can do, Captain? Okay, go ahead. If you need any help, call out. I think I can take care of things. But where can you take her? I'm taking you and your cousin over to my place for the night. Dr. Croft will be able to look after her then. Oh, thank you, senor. Uh, it is a great worry off my shoulders. Yeah. Say, Ruiz, have you been outside? Uh, I do not understand. Outside, outside, over to the morgue, for instance. But I assure you, senor... I don't want to be assured. Have you or haven't you? But I tell That's you... Miguel. Now, you just lean on me. Oh, they're coming down. We'll have you in a place where you can sleep in a jiffy. Got her, huh, doctor? Oh, please. Uh, easy, easy. Now, Ruiz, supposing you support her from the other side. Uh, I'm all right. Of course, of course. Now then, we're ready. If, if only we didn't have to go by the morgue. Well, now, supposing you just close your eyes. We'll guide you, and you'll never know when we're passing it. It's only a couple of blocks to my place. Oh, this is most distressing. Death all around <laughs> us. El Diablo! In heaven's name, Captain, what's that? The sheet! He's wearing the sheet around him! Did you see his face, Captain? Did you see it? Yes, Croft. That's our dead man, Doc Sims, going down the road ahead of us. If you like high adventure, come with me. If you like the stealth of intrigue, come with me. If you like blood and thunder, come with me. The village of Holman, isolated little beach resort on the Marin County coast, two miles from the nearest railway and five miles from the only road, has for transportation facilities only commercial tugs and private sailboats, which ply between San Francisco and its one rickety pier at varied intervals. There are perhaps 30 permanent residents in Holman. This late in the season, all the summer residents are gone, and the resort hotel is closed. And to this out-of-the-way nook, Captain Bart Friday has brought Dr. Jamie Croft for a quiet weekend. But it was anything but quiet. Let Captain Friday tell it. Well, first, we found Carmel and Andres Ruiz, cousins, on the beach, frightened by what they called a skeleton parading in a long cloak. Carmel and Andres are niece and nephew of Andrew Walters, one of the two rich men of Holman. Next, we found the body of old Doc Sims on the beach. Sims was the village's other rich man. Apparently, he died of natural causes. Doc Sims, among other things, was coroner of Holman, and at his own expense had erected a tiny modern morgue. To date, the morgue had never had a victim. But on carrying Sims to the concrete structure, we discovered on the slab the body of the village half-wit, murdered. But that wasn't all. No, that wasn't all. In fact, it was just the beginning. For on top of everything else, Carmel and Andres found the body of their uncle, Andrew Walters, hanging in his room. Three deaths in one night. And Holman hadn't had a death for 20 years. And then to add a dash of macabre to the mystery, who should Captain Friday and Dr. Croft see walking in the moonlight ahead of them but one of the bodies they had just locked in the morgue? At the moment, Dr. Croft and Carmel Ruiz are at Captain Friday's cottage. Now, now, Miss Ruiz, sit down on this little footstool, right up close to the fire. Oh, you must get over this fit of shivering, you know. I'm so cold, Dr. Croft. Maybe I had something hot to drink. A suspended idea. Now, you sit here close by the fire with this blanket around you, and I'll rummage about in the kitchen and see if I can't make some coffee. Oh, it's terrible. It's terrible. Now, Miss Ruiz. Please, won't you call me Carmel? Miss Ruiz makes me feel so... so lonesome. <laughs> you look like a very small infant huddled up in that blanket. I'm 18. Oh, quite. Now then, I'm going to see about that coffee. Dr. Croft? Dr. Croft? Hello? 
What's up? Dr. Croft, how could a dead body be walking down the road? Now, see here. Didn't I tell you you weren't to think anything more about that? I can't think of anything else. Now, here. Let me take your hands. Mm-hmm. Ice cold. Now, this will never do. The coffee's on. Supposing I sit down here beside you and hold these cold hands. Oh, in a very professional manner. And then we'll talk. That was the worst of all. Dead man walking around. Everything else was bad enough. The skeleton that followed us on the beach. My uncle hanging. Oh, why doesn't Andres and the captain come back? They'll be here presently. I don't think they, they should have followed... Dr. Sims. Tell me, Carmel. Tell me something about yourself, your childhood. There isn't very much. Oh, there must be a great many things. Mostly. I've been with other girls in the convent. It was very little when I went there. Hardly six. You've been under the care of the convent since you were six? That was when Mother died. I don't remember Father at all. But you've had some very happy years, it would seem to me. Oh, yes. They were so good to me, but... But I did want someone of my very own family, the same as other girls. Mm, quite naturally. And, and so when Uncle Andrew sent for me, you see, I, I didn't even know I had an uncle until he sent for me. Mm, queer business. Oh, but I was happy. I came just as quickly as I could. Then when I got off the train on this side of the bay, there was Andrew. And you discovered that you had not only an uncle, but likewise a cousin, eh? A real family. Then it all started. All these terrible things. Now, 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 see here, you're not going to tremble anymore. See, see how warm your hands are getting. <gasps> Hello? Here comes Captain Friday and your cousin. Hello, Doctor. Here we are. Oh, please, Carmel, is everything all right? You see, it was necessary I go with Captain Friday or I would not have gone. Did, did you catch him? Aye, we had find nothing. Almost we have come to the conclusion that we have made a mistake. Well, make yourself comfortable, Andres. I'm making coffee out in the kitchen now. If you'll come along and show me where you keep things, Captain. Yeah, that's a good idea. Any luck at all, Captain Friday? No, not much. You know, nothing about this thing makes sense. It's beginning to give me the jitters. Fancy that. Well, fancy all you like, but that was Doc Sims that went down the road ahead of us. But Doc Sims is dead. He placed his body in the morgue. Yes, I know that. Oh, how can you be certain? Did you catch him? No. But we went back to the morgue and had another look. I see. Yeah. I didn't care about that either. My word. Don't tell me that the great detective Captain Friday has nerves. Oh. We went back and had a look in the morgue. Doc Sims' body was gone. Oh, but does that necessarily mean that the body got up and walked off? Well, what else does it mean? We saw it leaving. Still, you might consider the theory that someone hid the body and then dressed to look like Sims. But I saw his face. And I know Doc Sims' face when I see it. Well, what do you think? That the coffee's done. And if you get more cups and spoons, we'll give our guests a hot drink and put them to bed. That was a good idea, bringing Carmel and Andres here. Yeah. You know, somehow I've got a notion they're going to play a pretty important part in this thing before it's finished. Ah? Uh, you think it isn't finished? Oh, not by a jugful. Rich Hartley's half-wit son shot to death. Andy Walters hanged. Doc Sims starts walking around after dropping dead. I'll say it's not the end. Doc Sims' body is the only one that has uh, moved? Yeah. Oh, uh, by the way, Captain, what about informing Mr. Hartley about his son's death? I've had enough tonight. The morning will do just as well. Grab the coffee pot, Doctor. Let's go back to the front room. Don't you think it would be a good idea to minimize everything before Carmel? Yeah. Yes, yeah, too bad about her. Attractive youngster. She's 18. Yeah? Huh. She doesn't look it. Well, you can't always tell, Captain. You can't always tell. Coffee served. Come now, Carmel. You'll have a cup. And then we're going to tuck you in the bed and see that you get a good night's rest. Oh, please. I don't think I could sleep. Well, of course you will. I guarantee it. Snug as a mess of puppies. And just to make sure, I'm going to give you the bedroom that hangs out over the beach. When the tide's in, the water laps right up under your windowsill. That'll rock you to sleep. It might help. Well, Senor Captain... Supposing it should lap over the windowsill. <laughs> <laughs> I'll never ask so far, fella. But is it not possible? Perhaps, Carmel. To satisfy your cousin Andres, you should wear a bathing suit to bed in place of pajamas. <laughs> oh, you're all so friendly. Would have been wonderful to know you all if, 
Well, for me, I think it is wonderful to find so good friends in this trouble. Yeah, we'll pull you out of it, okay? You just forget about it and let us do the worry. No, no, it is my burden and I shall not forget my part of it. Still, it is very good to know that one has friends. You know, these people in Horman, they have not been very friendly. I do not know why. Perhaps because they do not speak English very well. Yeah, Mossbacks don't like anything that's different. Well, three deaths in one night aren't going to set very well with them either, I'm afraid. I'll say it won't. They'll be buzzing like a hat full of bees by morning. Coffee make you feel better, Carmel? Mm, queer. I do feel like sleepy. Sleepy, eh? Captain, where is this room? Clear at the back. Right down to the end of the hall. And I'll show you. Ready, Carmel? Well, all right. Good night, Andres. Uh, you wait here, Andres. We'll get your cousin settled and be right back. See, si, I will wait. Good night, Carmel. We brought all your personal effects from your uncles. You'll find them in the room. You're all so good. This it, Captain? Yeah, that's right. Here you are, Miss Ruiz. Please don't call me Miss Ruiz. I prefer Carmel. <laughs> all right. Carmel it is. And I think the room's beautiful. Hey, look. Come into the window. See how close the ocean is? Looks friendly, doesn't it? Hello. What's that? What is it, Captain? Tugboats pulling into the wharf. You can see the searchlight. Oh, is that unusual? Yeah. Never heard of it before. Not at 11 o'clock at night. Oh, probably some citizen of Holman anxious to get back home from San Francisco tonight. No, no. Holman residents don't go to the city. Oh, perhaps the delivery boat with supplies for the store. Mm. This time of night? Oh, well, we're keeping Carmel up. When you're ready, knock on the door and crawl into bed. Then I'll come in and give you something to make you sleep. Don't want you tossing and fretting. Thank you, Dr. Croft. Good night, Carmel. Good night, Captain. Now, Doctor, I have a notion to go down to the wharf. Everything seems to be taking on a sinister hue for you tonight. Yeah. Why shouldn't it? Well, what is it now? Something else? Uh, nothing at all, Andres. The captain saw a tugboat landing down at the wharf, and he's just wondering about it. There are too many coincidences taking place tonight. Hardly call them coincidences, Captain. I never saw a more unrelated set of circumstances. Oh, of course they're related. Really? Well, I can't see it myself. Now, what relation is there between Doc Sims falling dead on the beach and Andrew Walters hanging himself in his home? The two rich men of Holman dead on the same night. That's enough for me. But what's the relationship between them and the village half-wit we found in the morgue shot through the heart? The mere fact that there hasn't been a death in Holman for 20 years, and then suddenly there are three deaths. It smells like plenty of trouble. Yes, I suppose it does. But where does the skeleton in the moonlight, seen by Andres here in Carmel, enter the picture? And what has all this to do with Dr. Sim's body wandering about after we've definitely locked him up in the morgue? Not so fast, Doctor. Let's take them one at a time. Carmel is calling. All right, you may come in, Dr. Croft. Uh, you'll excuse me, please. I just put a drop of sedative in the child's coffee, but I want to give her one more tablet to be certain she sleeps. Okay, go right ahead, Doctor. Andres, tell me something about your uncle. How was he acting before you left the house tonight? My, my, what a nice lot of hair. Didn't let you cut it in the convent, I see. No, Doctor. Mm hmm. Now, I'm going to open this window. The salt air will make you sleep like a top. The sound of the waves will lull you. Ah, uh, seems to be stuck. Ah, ah, there it is. There. Doesn't that sound good? Oh, yes. Now then, now sit up and take this tablet. And here's a glass of water. Just enough to get the tablet done. Down. Good girl. Now then, lie down. You going to be warm enough? Oh, yes. Well, that's all right then. I'm going to make the captain give me the room right next to you. There's a door in between. Now leave the transom open. Now, if you want anything, just call. Thank you. That way I won't feel so, so frightened. <laughs> no, of course not. There's nothing to be frightened of, child. Good night now. I'll snap out the light as I leave. Good night. Well, that seems to settle that pretty well, Andres. I assure you, Captain Friday, it is everything I know about my uncle. Yeah? I'd say there were a lot of things you haven't found out yet. Oh. Got your patience settled, Doctor? Yes. Carmel will sleep. 
Seems to me I promised you a restful weekend. I intended having you lie down all day Saturday and Sunday just listening to the ocean. Wait. What was that? <laughs> oh, I see, Captain. You do have the jumps. Didn't you hear it? Something on the porch. Could it be the walking body? Oh, come now. There. There. Didn't you hear it? Rather. What do you suppose? Quiet. Well, if it's old Doc Sims' body, it hasn't forgot its manners. Manners? Yes, open the door and let the corpse walk in. In the weekend cottage of Captain Friday in the isolated village of Holman, the girl Carmel has been given a sedative and put to bed by Dr. Croft. The three men, Croft, Captain Friday, and the girl's cousin, Andres Ruiz, were discussing the three deaths of the evening when there came a knock on the door. A midnight visitor. Is it Dr. Sims' body? Has the decency to rap before entering anywhere. I will hold my gun on the door. Oh, nonsense. Just the same. Keep it handy, Andres. For certainty. Shall I do the honors, Captain? I'll answer it. You keep back out of the way. Well... Oh, please. Have you a room where we could stay tonight? A room? Well, this isn't a hotel. I told you how it would be. Come on, Gail. Oh, I say, Captain. How about having them in for a few moments anyway? What's going on here tonight anyway? Okay, come on in. Follow the doctor into the front room. Of course, if we're not wanted. Oh, it's okay. Come on in. Oh, uh, drop your bags there in the corner. Right in here. Well, where did you two drop from? Both of you look badly done up. We are. But may I introduce myself? I'm Gail Stanley, and this is my brother, Martin. Delighted. Uh, and I am Dr. Jamie Croft, and this is Captain Bart Friday, who's your host. And uh, here is Mr. Andres Ruiz, the guest. How, How do you, you do? do? Where did you two say you came from? From the south. You see, when we heard that our uncle had died here in Holman... What's that? Well, he did die, didn't he? Who? Well, our uncle. Isn't Dr. Sims dead? Well, well yes, but my dear child... But who sent you word that Dr. Sims was dead? Well, it was just signed a friend. When did you get it? The messenger boy got me out of bed at 3 o'clock this morning. Said Dr. Sims had died suddenly and we should come immediately. Funny you should get the message this morning when he didn't die until sometime this evening. What? Oh, how horrible. Got the telegram with you? You have, haven't you, Martin? Yes, of course. Just a minute. Uh, uh, yeah, here it is. Huh. Yeah, it's authentic, all right. You two came over on that tug we saw a few minutes ago, I suppose. Why, yes. We came just as fast as we could. You see, the message said for us to hurry. Uh-huh. We thought there'd be a hotel or someplace we could stay tonight, but there wasn't a single light in the whole town except in this house. Yes, that's the reason we came here. And quite properly, too. Well, how about it, Captain? You enough beds? Mm, I suppose so. There are two bedrooms with twin beds and the lounge in Carmel's room. Now, just a minute. I want to get this straight. Dr. Sims is dead, isn't he? Well, what's wrong? He is, isn't he? Say, Gail, there's something queer here. You don't know the half of it, brother. Well, why don't you tell us? Is he dead or isn't he? Yes. Yes, he's dead, all right. Well, then? Yes, he's dead. But he doesn't seem to know it. What do you mean? Now, see here. I think the best thing to do is for us all to get a good night's rest and then tomorrow thrash this whole business out. But if there's something we should know about... Nothing that won't keep until the morning. Now, then... Captain Friday permitting, I'm going to assign sleeping quarters. Go right ahead, Doctor. Then I suggest that Miss Stanley take the couch in Carmel's room. Oh, I wouldn't disturb anyone. Oh, any no, no, you won't disturb anyone. The girl who's a cousin of Mr. Ruiz here is already asleep. Now then, I'll take the next room so that I'll be close by in case Carmel grows restless. Is she ill? No, but she's had a most distressing evening. Andres, supposing you occupy the second bed in my room. With pleasure. That will put you, Mr. Stanley, with Captain Friday in the bedroom on the other side of the hall. If it isn't an imposition. Well, how about it, Captain? As good as any. I'll get extra bedding for the couch. Well, please, if you'll just give me the bedding, I'll make it up. Okay, Miss Stanley. I'll leave everything just outside the door. Uh, please, I too have had a hard day. Uh, you would excuse me if I should retire? Run along, Andres. <laughs> please, then. Good night. Good night. Uh, second door to the right, you know. Now... How about you, Mr. Stanley? I'm dog-tired, all right, but I would like to know something about this business of my uncle. Please, Mr. Stanley, in the morning. Right. 
Uh, where's the room I'm to share with Captain Friday? Uh, right down the hallway, son. I'll show you the room. I'll be right back, Miss Stanley. Night, sis. Queer business all around, all this bother. No bother in the least. Right in here. I think you'll find it comfortable. Thank you. Uh, not at all. Good night. Good night. Oh, here you are, Captain. You have Miss Stanley in tow, I see. Oh, we're making so much trouble. Oh, forget it. Wait until you see the sort of hotcakes I turn out for breakfast. Now then, here's plenty of covers. Oh, yes, plenty. Well, I, I guess that's everything. Will the light bother the other girl? Oh, not in the least. She won't awaken. Then good night. If you need anything, just call out. Well, I'm certain I won't. Good night. Oh, it'll be good to get out of these clothes. One slipper. Two slippers. Oh, dear, another runner. <laughs> Quaint old-fashioned room. Perfectly darling. Just imagine sleeping on the edge of the ocean. Hello. Who are you? Oh, I've wakened you. I'm sorry. No, I've been awake. Really? I'm afraid you're just being kind. You're a friend of Captain Friday. No, we're total strangers. I'm Gail Stanley. Captain Friday was good enough to put Martin and me up for the night. Martin? Yes, he's my little brother. Little? Well, he's 22. Oh. I'm Carmel Ruiz. You're sleepy, child. I'll turn out the light. Oh, no, you're not finished undressing. Well, I can easily finish in the dark. I'm glad you're here. I mean, sleeping in here with me. That's awfully generous. Not really. I feel a lot safer now. Safer? Well, what's there to be afraid of? Then, then you don't know? There, you're getting yourself wide awake. I'm going to turn out the light and crawl in. I need sleep terribly. Funny. I feel awfully drowsy in spite of everything. There. Oh, my, but a bed feels good. Imagine going to sleep to the sound of waves. Isn't very dark, is it? The moon coming in. Hmm. It's simply enchanting. What? That's strange. What? That shadow. Didn't you see it cross the room? What? Well, no. Huh. Queer. I guess it was my imagination. Well, good night. Good night, Gail. Mm, I can just feel myself unwind. Uh oh. Huh. Who's there? What is it? Shh. There's someone at the window. Oh, please. Call Captain Friday. Don't let it get in. Be quiet. Wait. We mustn't. We mustn't, I tell you. Listen. Listen. There. There. Don't you hear it? Don't you? Yes, of course. What is it? It sounds like bones rattling. That's what it is. Bones rattling. It's a skeleton. It's after me. It's after me. Skeleton? Oh, that's silly. It's probably the wind blowing the shutters. Of course there's some explanation. Oh, no. No. Carmel, you're just nervous. Look, supposing I come and get in bed with you, would that help? But you said yourself there was some Well, I shouldn't have. It was just that I heard the noise, and I was startled for a minute. Well, would you come and sleep with me? Of course. <laughs> that big bed looks absolutely luxurious. I feel kind of lost in it. It's so big. Our grandmother slept in beds like this. Oh, marvelous. Old-fashioned feather bed. You... You don't think it was the skeleton? Say, what in the world are you talking about, Carmel? What skeleton? The, the one that followed Andres and me on the beach tonight. Why, I never heard of such a thing. I never did either until I came to Holman. But it did. You mean just a bare skeleton? No, it was wearing a cloak. Long black cloak. It had a huge black hat pulled down over its face. But if it was covered, well, how do you know it because was? Because the wind blew the cloak back, and and there it was. And you think it's come here now? It's what I thought. Hmm. 
Do these people, I mean Captain Friday and Dr. Croft, know about it? Yes. What did they say? They didn't say anything. But I know they think we were mistaken. Oh, of course you were. Skeletons don't walk around. You're old enough to know that. <gasps> Hush, listen. It isn't the shutter at all. You can tell it isn't. Well, if it's a skeleton, he's certainly giving himself a good shaking. Miss Tanner, get back in bed. What are you going to do? I'm going to see what's outside the window. Please. Please don't go near the window. Please. Nonsense. You mustn't. Three people have already been murdered and... What did you say? It's true. Please keep away from the window. Did you say three persons were murdered? I, I don't know. But they died. There it is again. You stay in bed. I'm going to have a look. Please. Please. I'll only be a minute. Come back. Please come back. Oh, no! Let go of her throat! Captain Friday! Andres! He's dragging her out of the window! He's dragging her out of the window! So already the new arrivals, Gale and Martin Stanley, have been dragged into the evil which is afoot in Holman. Three dead. Andrew Walters, rich man, hanged. Doc Sims, mayor, coroner, and second rich man, dead of natural causes. And third, the half-wit boy shot through the heart. One of the bodies on the prowl, and the skeleton of still another keeping a close and menacing guard over Captain Friday's cottage. Listen next week to Chapter 3 of Dead Men Prowl, which is entitled, The Dead Do Walk at Night. You are listening to Adventures by Morse. Thank you for listening. Please join us tomorrow for Part 2 of Dead Men Prowl from Adventures by Morse.